The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, it is another List and 10 Monday. As I run through my top 10 quarterbacks for the 2022 NFL season with the most to prove. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, happy happy Monday to you. Happy whatever day of the week that you are listening to. I appreciate you as always. Uh, we're getting nearer and nearer to the NFL season, which I'm sure we're all excited about. Training camp has been well underway. Having a lot of fun with that. Um, you know, just following stories, following our, our favorite players, so to speak, and just watching how everything has transpired. So, Today, instead of boring you with a uh, with a list in ten episode about something that uh, is just about me stroking my ego once again, uh, I figured I'd make something that was a little bit more fun, a little bit more something I can talk about and tell, and uh, have a modern conversation with with you all. It's just me. Um, we're again, of course, we're nearing the end of What If Mondays. Uh, and me and Andrew will do one more episode together. Not a what if, but a uh, kind of a test run of our video game episode in the coming weeks just to uh, see how it works, see how it flows as we head into uh, the 2022 regular season. As we stated before, we're going to come back out uh, after the 2022-23 season is complete. And Mondays are going to be strictly uh, video game reviews, which I'm actually really excited about. Of course, football-related video games. Uh, going through the history of it all, which is a, a lot of fun. It's a little bit more lighthearted, uh, which I enjoy, especially during the off season. It gives me a reason to play video games again. I'm somebody who uh, doesn't really have much time to do that anymore. But, um, but yeah, so let's do this thing, though. Top 2022, top 10 2022 quarterbacks. How many? T- you guys got to be sick of me saying 2022 at this point. Uh, with the most to prove. So uh, let us get into uh, let's let's get into this thing and, and and go for it. My number ten selection is a guy who's actually done quite a bit in his his, his several years in the National Football League. Accomplished uh, passer, prolific passer. One of the best young guys in the National Football League, young quarterbacks in the National Football League today. But for me, Justin Herbert is a top 10 quarterback uh, that needs to prove something in 2022. It's nice to have all the stats, right? Everybody, I've grown in this. uh, I've really grown the last couple of years in in understanding uh, that stats aren't necessarily everything. And listen, there is no doubt in my mind that um, 
you know, Justin, Her- Justin Herbert is the best passer, uh, one of the best passers in the National Football League today. Uh, however, however, uh, there have been some times where he's kind of, some very select few times that he's kind of shit the bed a little bit. Uh, and what I mean by that is he just, there's been a couple games where he's just put up goose eggs. He hasn't really, goose eggs is a bad term too. It just hasn't been Justin Herbert when Justin Herbert needs to be Justin Herbert. He hasn't taken over a game, a big time big moment game uh, like we, we have needed him to see. He's performed very, very well. He's lost some games because of uh, a lot of his games because of lack of defense, really poor defensive play. However, no more excuse for Justin Herbert. His team has to crack and make the postseason. It has to it has to break this, what, four, four season drought now of uh, playoff absences, 2019, 2021. Oh, yeah, 2019, 2021. Uh, so this will be you know, going on four years if he doesn't make it. He has to do it. His team is too damn good to miss the playoffs. I think many people would agree with me how good that Charger squad is. They went to town. I actually I think the bar just making the playoffs is, is too low for this Chargers team. I think they absolutely need to win the AFC West. That's how good they are. They invested heavily in the defense. Their offense has been really good for the last several years. Uh, their offensive line is getting better, but their weapons have, have been pretty pretty solid outside of tight end. This is a really, really good team. Uh, but Justin Herbert has to overcome adversity. He's got a tough task on his hand. The schedule is not easy. The AFC West is not easy for him, but uh, he must overcome. He's got to win. He's There can be no, hey, you know, last week, week 18, and we're in at the Raiders' mercy type thing. No, you have to go in and, and, and own your destiny. Uh, there could be no slip-ups this year. I think it's a bit, it's a big mark on, against Brandon Staley, too, uh, if if they don't get in with, with how analytical he's been. But uh, for a quarterback with the most to prove, I think this is a good, really good opportunity uh, for Justin Herbert to prove that he's not just a stat patter. I know he's not just good at the football. He can he's clutch. He can do big things in big moments and put his give his team uh the opportunity to win. And I I, I wholeheartedly believe in Justin Herbert. All right, but I gotta see it. I gotta see it. And I think this is the year that all everything kind of comes together for him. Number nine, uh for our quarterbacks with the most approved this upcoming season. Uh I'm gonna put Mr. Ryan Tannehill in this conversation because Ryan Tannehill's time is ticking. Right now, with the Tennessee Titans, I believe uh, they kind of sent a message when they drafted Malik Willis, who uh, we don't know how he's going to pan out. Third round pick, third or fourth round pick out of Liberty, which is a, uh, you know, not the, you don't think of Liberty College, nobody really thinks of Liberty College, but if you do, you don't necessarily think of it as a football school. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is, you know, coming off of a, a really down year. And there's a lot of circumstantial evidence as to, to possibly why, lack of help, A.J. Brown injuries, um, and Julio Jones, very injured, Derrick Henry, very injured. Uh, but, I, I mean, I, if you do look at, you know, the last year, last year, right, they were the number one seed. Yeah, they kind of blow it in the playoffs. They certainly did. But Tannehill was an integral part of them even making the postseason. With them getting that first round by, uh, Tannehill had to play as smart football as he possibly could with what was surrounding him, and uh, 
Titans blew me away last year, but I think that the Tennessee Titans organization, from what I've you know seen, again looking at Malik Willis, um, that they want a guy. They want either want to, a push Ryan Tannehill to be the best quarterback that they can. You know he can be because they did invest quite some some time and money in in him. They gave him a nice extension, I think, before the twenty twenty season. Uh, right before that, right after he led them to the AFC Championship game, but um, but they want a guy who's going to go over there, and go in and, and take over games. Tannehill, like uh, he's really good when everything's perfect, and it's great because I, I mean a lot of people need things just right. You know, people need the right players. I mean, everybody does. Tom Brady didn't want you know Tom that twenty nineteen. Patriots team Tom Brady was like just fed up with the lack of help that he had to get and a lot of stuff that he overcome and he overcame a considerable amount um you know but but in the case of Ryan Tannehill things got to be just too right it feels sometimes uh I I love Ryan Tannehill I think he still has some good ball left to play uh I don't think his career is you know, it's 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 tanking, but the Tennessee Titans need him again this year to show up. There is no A.J. Brown. They got a rookie in Traylon Burks who um, has had an up-and-down kind of training camp period, uh, weight issues at first in mini, in mini rookie mini camp, but he's made some spectacular catches uh, in, uh, in this training camp period. So this is all stuff that has to correlate. I don't buy a whole lot of stock into people throwing the ball, making catches, spectacular catches in training camp. I, I try not to. I try not to fall for that, but there's a lot of pressure on Ryan Tannehill because it, could he find a starting job somewhere? Yeah, possibly with a lower end team like a Chicago if Justin Fields doesn't pan out, or a Jets if J- Zach Wilson, or one of those, uh, you know, maybe a Houston Texans team if, if Davis Mills doesn't pan out. Um, he could find a starting job in in, in one of those and, and just kind of wane away. Just like I mean, a lot of people, um, a lot of people find themselves in the National Football League. But I'm a big Ryan Tannehill fan. I believe that he can be. Um, things just have to have been perfect, and it, it's a lot of health, a lot you know, team health it plays a big part in Tannehill and the Titans' success. So uh, Tannehill is my number nine. If if this year is bad. Uh, I, I imagine Titans fans are going to be calling for his head or calling for a switch to uh, uh, to Malik Willis at the at the very least. So that's my number nine. Number eight. Number eight. This San Francisco 49ers team is uh, very intriguing. They've officially decided that you know Jimmy Garoppolo. His time is done. It was fun while it lasted, but uh, no more Jimmy G. They sat down with him ahead of training camp. They said, hey, this is Trey Lance's team now, and you are free to seek a partner or a trade partner. So that is the thing. But Trey Lance is under a lot of pressure now because Jimmy G, love him or hate him, uh, smart football player, relatively smart. I know people, some people's lasting impression of him is uh, an interception on a possible game-winning drive against the Rams in the, 20, uh, in the 2021 NFC Championship game. But uh, but Trey, you know they're going all in on Trey Lance, right? This team is they've been willing to move on from Jimmy G. I know it hasn't been all roses and uh, it hasn't been all that sweet, right? A lot of injuries and such. But uh, Trey Lance is inheriting a uh, a big team, and he's going to face a lot of criticism if he cannot uh, do certain things that Jimmy G. Uh, 
in a weird way to say it, but Jimmy G uh, was able to bring forward to this team. Because I love him or hate him, 49ers were good when he was on the field. All right? Two, uh, a Super Bowl appearance and an NFC Championship game appearance last year where I just didn't feel like you know going into it that they were going to finish that high, and they ended up being pretty damn good. Uh, but there's a lot of pressure. Uh, there's some pressure uh, on Trey Lance to perform. You know, 49ers faithful. Uh, it, it could turn into one of those things where it's like, oh, did we do the, make the wrong move? Like the brass. I know people. Some there's a. I have a friend who's a 49ers fan who's been like, I'm all right. I'm all in on on Trey Lance. I'm, he's all in on it, and he just wants Trey Lance to to be there because he opens up the offense. He's mobile. He's he can he can do a lot of things that Jimmy G can't do. And uh, so I feel like there is some pressure to uh, there is a lot to prove with Trey Lance. It's always tough moving on from a guy who you you know what you get. Um, and again, Jimmy G has been mostly successful uh, when he is healthy. So there's a little bit of pressure there for Trey Lance. Number seven. Number seven for me. I'm going to put Joe Burrow here. I'm going to put Joe Burrow here. Now you're going to. You know, hear that and and be like, what really? Like, what has he got to prove? Uh, in in the way I see it, I'm a big believer in Joe Burrow. Obviously, he made a believer out of a lot of people last season. You know, spectacular MVP caliber season, chucking the ball, three receivers, uh, over 1,000 yards receiving, leading to uh, Joe Mixon's best career year as a uh, as a starter on the NFL, but. To me, Joe, like Joe Burrow performing well is is a lot of people want the Bengals to fail this year, and I don't I I don't get that. I think it's a very weird thing. They, they, we've seen you know flameouts, you know teams uh, falling hard after losing the Super Bowl the previous year. I'm not sure what the psychology is that happens to it. We've seen it in recent years with uh, the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, um, in in in. I'm trying to think of some other teams. I mean, the Patriots always bounce back really nicely. Uh, but there's just a, this historical notion that uh, Super Bowl losers crash hard when they return. And Joe Burrow, I feel like, has to perform. He he knows. He's aware that defenses are going to attack the Bengals differently this year uh, with as many weapons as they do have, and which is a good thing, which is a good thing that he acknowledges and awares that things are going to have to, you know, he's aware that things are going to have to change. But um, for me, Joe, I mean, uh, all the success the Bengals have uh, rides on Joe Burrow. He has to, in the eyes of many, maybe even some Bengals fans, prove that last year wasn't just a flash-in-the-pan fluke. All right, I think that's a that's a big thing here for the uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals this year. Is that prove that last year wasn't a fluke? Show that you're dominant. Show that you can be one of the best you know teams in the National Football League. They think that's what Bengals fans would like. Uh, you know, it's insane how quickly they went from you know mediocrity to being that damn good. And uh, and with a team that was very under the salary cap, they 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 made some big moves uh, for the offensive line. This Cincinnati Bengals team should be good, but I still feel like there is something here uh, for Joe Burrow to uh, to prove. I, am I expecting the same exact season that he had last year? Same numbers, touchdowns, ints? Probably not, um, but something pretty close to. And especially with a revamped offensive line, why the heck not? Maybe even better. 
uh, in some instances. So I'm going to put Joe Burrow as a as a as a most approved. Uh, just a follow up on a really really spectacular 2021 NFL season. All right, number. What is that? Six. Yes, this would be number six. Uh, I'm going to put. I'm going to put Russell Wilson here. I'm going to put Russ. Let Russ cook. I'm going to put Russell Wilson here. I think Russell Wilson has something to prove still in the National Football League. Uh, I, like many people, know and believe that you know he he's a pretty damn good quarterback. He's got a lot of wins. Um, he's taken the Seattle Seahawks to the playoffs a whole lot. He's covered up a lot of their mistakes uh, that they've had, front office mistakes, roster draft mistakes, free agency mistakes. Uh, Russell Wilson was there to cover it up, and we've seen it exposed a little bit last year. It's going to be really, really bad for the Seattle Seahawks in 2022. Just my, just my guess. Uh, for the longest time, though, Russell Wilson said that you know, there was issues. He, wants, he didn't want to have to cook all the time. right? He wanted a solid run game. He didn't want to get sacked all the time, which is something that Russell Wilson dealt with a lot because his offensive line was shit in Seattle. It was really bad. It was really, really bad. Uh, f- frequently, like one of the lowest rated offenses, uh, offensive lines that you could have. Also, run game, inconsistent. Uh, you know, whether it was Chris Carson or Rashad Penny or, or Marshawn Lynch those last couple of years that he was in and out. Uh, God, Alex Collins, he wasn't. Terrible. I think he played for them. There was a couple. There was just a couple really strange. Christine Michael, that ring a bell? Anybody? Uh, it's hard to win. It's hard to win when you have the roster limitations. But uh, Russell Wilson. A lot of the issues happened when uh, you know maybe there's some correlation when Russ started asking for the big bucks. I want to see guys get play, uh, you know paid all day. I say it every time I try to look at that analytical bit. I really do. I want to see guys get paid and paid very handsomely. But a lot of the CLC Hawks issues came um, when Russ started to get paid, and they had issues filling in a defense. The Legion of Boom got um, was still talented, but just got oh, you know, they got overpriced, and and they ended up going. Everybody kind of went their their separate ways. Uh, but Russ has what he wants. He has an improved offensive line. He has a run game, a really good run game, with uh, Javante Williams and uh, Melvin Gordon. All right? Really, really top talented guys. Um, Javante Williams is an, is an emerging talent. And he has some decent, wide, pretty good wide receivers. I think, you know, I've had my bad luck with Cortland Sutton over the years in fantasy football, but... Uh, if Russ can elevate him, great. Jerry Judy, if he can stay out of trouble and stay and be the wide receiver that the Broncos draft him to be, Russ should be okay. But you know, this is you can't complain anymore. I, at least I don't think so. Um, there, there are no complaints. Your team traded you for a haul, a big haul. Broncos fans will never ever let Russell Wilson down. Let the Russell Russell Wilson move down if this ends up really bad. If if Russell Wilson shits the bed. Um if it doesn't pan out, it's it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be very good. Uh the Broncos are, you know, depending on who you talk to, they're one of the uh you know, they're not quite ready to crack the playoffs yet according to many and obviously you know that's why it's why you play the game you know it's any given sunday type thing 
But uh, right now, people aren't 100% sold on the Denver Broncos. Russ has to deliver. Russ is one who has to get his team to the playoffs. And um, I, think it's a, I think it's a big deal. I think it's, I think it's very feasible for, um, for Russell Wilson. But there is a lot to prove here that he can lead the team, lead a team to the promised land, really change it. Uh, you know, wild card and divisional round playoff losses, it ain't it anymore. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna fly on a team that's built up much better. Russ has got to go out there and perform. Sort of his teammates. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit to prove here. There's a little bit of an edge with uh, with, with Russell Wilson and what he has to do. That's just me. Number five. I'm gonna put uh, my old quarterback here. <laughs> Last year's. Uh, Colts quarterback, I'm going to put Carson Wentz here, quarterback of the Washington Commanders, as uh, somebody who has a lot to prove. He has a lot to prove. People love to look at that stat line of last year. 27 touchdowns, 7 INTs, um, which is cool. It's safe football unless those interceptions come at the worst possible times. Game-winning drives, game-winning, you know, scoring opportunities. That's when a lot of his, his turnovers happened. Fumbles galore. Uh, it's still weird for me to think that Carson Wentz was QB1 uh, for the Indianapolis Colts last year. But uh, Carson has been bounced out. He's uh, third team in two years, you know, obviously getting traded from Philly to Indy, and then now Indy to Washington after just one season. Uh, Carson, you know, once very, very promising career. I, I, I don't know what really happened. And again, you can look at those numbers last year and be like, what are you talking about, dude? It's just uh, the stats don't show the, the real picture. They don't. And granted, I know that last year that the Colts defense did not do great. They did not do him any favors. But your quarterback, your highest paid position, is a guy who you need to come up clutch when 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 you need to. I every time there was a chance for Carson Wentz to make a game winning drive, he found a way to mess it up. He found a way to to mess it up. Uh, you couldn't. They the Colts won. I feel like in spite of him, it became the Jonathan Taylor show. I went to the Colts Patriots game last year. He threw fifty for fifty three yards. And had a line drive interception um, as the Colts were trying to move the ball. You know who won the game for him? Jonathan Taylor. It wasn't Carson Wentz. It wasn't because Carson Wentz did uh, this or that. It was exciting while it lasted, but um, but Carson Wentz stock is dropping. When and it seems like Washington is a place where careers go to die. Um, I don't mean to be spiteful. I don't mean to be uh, insensitive. But it's it, it, a lot of guys go there and they never. It, it's when you go there it's kind of like you've you've hit rock bottom. I think Washington could be a good team with Carson Wentz. I can. Hopefully he takes, you know, for his sake and for Washington Commanders fan's sake that he takes a lot of the lessons that he he's learned through Frank Reich, through the Colts, being with the Colts last year, missing the layups, you know, always going for the big play whether it was good or bad. Um Hopefully he takes those, and hopefully Washington does benefit from it. And he can. He's got a really, really good wide receiver one right now in Terry McLaurin. Uh, 
I'm excited to see how that comes. I just hope that Carson doesn't try to force it too much. That is his biggest issue as he tried to force it to his wide receiver one too much last year. So, um, so yeah, Carson has a lot to prove. And, and, you know, he, he'd have to do really bad, I think, to, to not be in Washington next year. I think he'd have to do really, really bad because their outlook on quarterbacks is, is prospects is not great right now. They don't have a whole lot in the backups. I think we're going to see a nice slowdown of quarterbacks on the move like we did like we have over the last three seasons. Um, and I don't think it's going to be as prominent as, as it was when Brady and Rivers and, uh, you know, Russ and, and you know, Matt Ryan and some of these other guys are moving all over the place. I don't think it's, it's all that obvious. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. So Carson's probably has a home in Washington unless he really, really shits the bed. So um, I think there's a lot to prove here. This, this is probably his last chance to be a starter in the National Football League. Could be. Probably. Maybe. Number four. Number four for me. I'm going to put Baker Mayfield here at number four. Put Baker Mayfield at number four. Uh, Baker's breakup with the uh, Cleveland Browns was ugly. It's been a story, a hot topic throughout the entire uh, offseason. When's Baker going to get traded? Are the Browns going to keep him and, and hope to start him uh, if, if Deshaun Watson gets suspended? Uh, that was one of the big angles that was being worked. And just not even a month ago, maybe a month ago, close to, uh, Baker found himself himself packing his bags to Carolina be uh, in the mix to be the Panthers starter. Now, I know we're talking about practice, but it hasn't been all that great for Baker. Darnold has actually outplayed him, according to camp reports, uh, coming out from there as far as running the first-team offense. They're both getting their crack at it, uh, Darnold and Mayfield are. But uh, Darnold has, so far, uh, according to completions, touchdowns, INTs, Darnold has outplayed Baker Mayfield in practice, his training camp. Uh, but this is valuable time. It, it, for anybody else, it's just like we're just talking about practice, but there's a quarterback competition going on right now in Carolina. It's not just Baker's going to Carolina and he's the de facto guy. Sam Darnold's giving him a run for his money. So Baker has a lot to prove, a lot to prove. He's, uh, you know, I, I like Baker, but he's loud. He's brash. He's... Um, he has the confidence and swagger of a Josh Allen without being a Josh Allen. He walks and talks like a Josh Allen, but isn't Josh Allen, if, if you follow me. But I'm a big Baker supporter, all right? And right now, this past year, I, I really, you know, with this trade, I thought that Carolina was his best option to find some success. Carolina has been a team that has been injury played. I'm not very big fan of Matt Rule. I think he's kind of on the outs if this team does not perform this year. But Baker has a lot to prove. All right, he's got an edge, and on the first on week one, he has an opportunity to to go to Cleveland. I think he's playing. Are they playing in Cleveland? I'm not sure if they're playing in Cleveland or at Carolina. But he has a chance to go stick it to his former team and let them know that hey, you made the wrong decision. I am, there's a lot of eyes on that game. Whether um, you're a fan of either team or not, I think there's a lot of eyes on it. And Baker does. Uh, Baker does have. But he has a big chip on his shoulder right now. I'm excited to see what comes from that. Number three, I'm going to put Kyler Murray here 
and number three with the most approved. Now, Kyler just got paid, no doubt. All right, Kyler Murray uh, went out, did his thing. He did his Instagram thing where he pretended he wasn't associated with the Cardinals anymore, and he eventually got his contract, and all last week all these contract stipulations came out. The Cardinals, after getting publicly embarrassed, uh, rescinded those and said, yeah, it made it seem like we insulted our quarterback, which uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you were um if you weren't confident in in Kyler Murray, if you were confident in Kyler Murray, you would not have uh placed those uh stipulations in his contract, right? I'd imagine so that that wasn't an issue. Kyler uh defended himself and Arizona re- rescinded those those things. He got paid. He got paid really good money. Two hundred thirty million, the same amount as uh, the same amount as Deshaun Watson. I think it was one sixty or one eighty that was fully guaranteed, something along the lines of that. But Kyler Murray is the first quarterback to get that massive extension from massive extension from Arizona in, in probably a very very long time. So Kyler Murray, it's it, the ball's in your court. You got to go out there and perform. You can't. I know there's always been some injury stuff. He's a he's a first half saint, second half slouch. That's kind of been the the and it, it's reflective of how the Cardinals performed last year. Six and one, seven and one start, and they faltered they to a, a, a screeching halt almost uh, throughout the uh, you know the back half of the season and just barely uh, squeaked into the postseason, kind of barely. Kind of barely. It was close. Uh, but a team that was propped to win the division, and they were out in the first round. Uh, hot mess. Absolute hot mess of, of, a, you know, of, a, of, of a season way to end. But uh, Kyler has stuff to prove. You know, there's, there's going to be no D-hop. He has a really significant win-loss record with, with and without D-hop. Don't have the numbers in front of me. But it's there. It's there. You don't have him for six games. You got to go be a hero, all right? Could be a good thing that D Hop's not starting until the second half, like pretty much the uh, the second half of the season, back half of the second quarter of the season. Could be a good thing for the Cardinals. Could be a good thing for Kyler Murray, but you know it's 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 bad. It, uh, the whole and I know media is not great ever uh, at all. They make things seem a lot worse than they actually are. I can only go based on what was reported. Obviously, I'm not there. I'm not an insider. But uh, the whole situation has kind of made Kyler Murray seem um, <laughs> immature and, at, at, at times. But he's got his pay. He got his money. Now it's time to go perform. There's a lot to prove. Even though Kyler Murray got paid, there's a lot to prove about whether he can continue uh, to keep the Arizona Cardinals afloat and doing very, very well. If they don't make the playoffs this year, it's going to be very, very bad. For Kyler Murray, uh, it's it's fans are fans and maybe front office are going to lose a lot of confidence. My number two, Tua, two for Tua, Tua Tungo Viola, Miami Dolphins quarterback one. Uh, I had all three twenty twenty quarterback <laughs> draft picks, the first three on this list, uh, but Tua it does have a considerable amount to prove. Highly touted, right? The Dolphins had an opportunity to draft Justin Herbert. They did not. They instead selected Tua. Tank for Tua, and they got him. 
Uh, Tui has to go out there and uh, with his best roster that he's ever had. As far as offense goes, they went out, got him some help, traded some draft picks, um, gave Tyreek Hill a brand new contract. You have the help. Now go win. It's tough. You're in a tough division with a really, really, really good Buffalo Bills team and a and a resilient cockroach-like team like the New England Patriots who just can't seem to uh, go away, which me personally, I love. I love that the Patriots are, are that close again, um, that they're, they're competitive and towards the top of the NFL. I am happy about it. Uh, you have to get through that. You have to take this team to the playoffs, and this is a difficult year to do it. Because uh, on paper right now, and things may might shake up differently, but on paper right now, this uh, Dolphins team is is this AFC is really deep, and Miami might be one of the few teams that could be okay with getting in with a wild card. I think they're competitive enough to do it. Uh, they have a nice, you know. Young coach, nice young visionary of a head coach to uh, try and lead them. Uh, so we'll see. And I loved it. I loved seeing the video. I know it was, it was just practice. But Tua hit Tyreek Hill perfectly uh, with a dime. 65-yard uh, pass to Tyreek Hill. Of course, everybody's going to you know relay stuff. Same way as uh, my number one. Uh, no matter what he does, people still want to insult him with the uh, <laughs> with old and uh, you know just old just shots taken. It's it's wild, but um, but it is Tua. It, Tua is has a lot to prove this year, and if he can't get the job done, I'd be worried. I'd be worried if I was Tua. It seems like Mike McDaniel really wants to make things work with him. It seems like he really has a vested special interest in in Tua's success for the Dolphins. But um, there is going to be some concern if if Tua if Tua tanks. So uh, our number one most to prove, and he shouldn't even have to. But uh, there's a lot of mixed feelings. It's Lamar Jackson. It is Lamar Jackson. He is a quarterback with the most to prove. I believe his fifth year option was yeah would have been taken up. Right? 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, this is his fifth year. Right? 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So obviously his fifth-year option was taken up. Uh, Lamar Jackson is in a contract dispute, sort of. Well, he wants to get paid. He wants to be the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Lamar has gotten increasingly better year to year. Uh, whether it's been, you know, passing... Um, his health has been concerning, but he's become a much better passer, whether you want to admit it or not. Go look at game film. His passing has been on the money. When he throws it, there's there's a really good accuracy. It, I go back to a couple years ago and watching Lamar hit people dead in the hands, and, and it, it just pops and drops. Pops in their hand and drops to the ground. That's uh, That's not a Lamar problem. That's a receiver problem. All right. Uh, Lamar is out for blood this year. He wants he wants Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson money. He wants Patrick Mahomes money. He wants uh, probably a little bit higher than that. All right. I support Lamar. I think he's going to ball out this year. I really do. I'm talking Joe Flacco, uh, contract year, bet on myself type of season. Lamar's not just going to settle for anything. He wants the best possible deal he can get. 
and uh, he is motivated. He's healthy. Apparently, he's put on a lot of muscle. And I read a report today coming out of the Ravens camp that his uh, his spirals are a lot tighter. All right, so helping with his accuracy uh, a little bit, making him be a much better passer. So, um, but there is concern because why aren't the Ravens willing to give him that kind of money? Are they cheap? Or is there something else going on that they're concerned about? But if Lamar plays, and Lamar plays well, uh, they have no choice. But uh, if they don't decide to pay Lamar, it's going to be one of the most interesting, um, probably the most interesting story of next season. Uh, Whether Lamar plays for the Ravens or potentially someone else. And I know it's, it sounds a little gross, you know, but uh, but yeah, it could be one of the biggest stories if if they do not extend Lamar Jackson. So, but that is it, everybody. Those are my top ten quarterbacks of twenty twenty two with the most to prove. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Tomorrow is our playoff episode, our playoff spotlight episode, and uh, me and Brian are going to talk about our our picks and playoff brackets and whatnot. But Plenty of stuff to come. Of course, uh, we are very, very close to the beginning of the season. Our programming will change accordingly. Going back to a lot of the stuff that we did do, Mondays will Mondays episodes will become uh, weekend roundups. Tuesday episodes will be film room. Wednesdays will be back to discussion topics. Thursdays will be game picks. Fridays, you know, NFL history as per usual. And then fantasy football, high-octane fantasy football content uh, throughout the entire season uh, as needed. So thank you so much for tuning in. On behalf of myself, till next time, the two point conversation is good.